0: Hey, it's Matt Leon, and in lieu of our usual episode this week, we will have some bonus one on one coverage focusing on college basketball. Now, in Division III, Swarthmore College is headed to the Final Four of the NCAA tournament. The Garnet will take on Christopher Newport University in the national semifinals Thursday evening in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Now, this run just the latest impressive line on the resume of the Swarthmore men's basketball program under head coach Landry Kozmolski. Consider That since the beginning of the 2016 2017 season, Swarthmore is 155 and 26. Three times they have won the Centennial Conference Tournament crown. They have gone to the NCAA tournament every year since 2016 2017. Now that saved the 2020 2021 season when Swarthmore didn't compete because of the COVID pandemic. Three times now, the Garnet have gotten to the Elite Eight and this is their second appearance in the Final Four. They made it all the way to the National Championship game in 2019. And in 2020, it should be noted, Swarthmore was ranked number one in the country throughout the season. They were getting ready for the Sweet 16 when COVID led to the cancellation of the rest of that season, so who knows how far that run could have gone. Important also to keep in mind, prior to all this success under Landry Kozmalski. Swarthmore had never been to the NCAA Tournament. Now, in this postseason run, Swarthmore in the NCAA Tournament has defeated SUNY Deli, St. John Fisher, Keene State, and Nichols College to get here. That win over Nichols was really special Saturday night. Swarthmore actually trailed by 11 with about eight minutes left in the game, but the Garnet found a way down the stretch, eventually winning 78-77 to punch their Final Four ticket. I caught up with Swarthmore head coach Landry Kosmolsky to talk about this run and the match. Up with Christopher Newport. Give a listen. First of all, Coach, uh, congratulations! Your kids have played incredible basketball. Some really impressive wins. How much fun has the last forty-eight hours or so been? A frantic win over Nichols to get here, and then a couple days to kind of bask in it.
1: Yeah, it's tricky. You know, it's it's quite an accomplishment. I mean, to qualify for the you know the final four, it's it's really a challenge to get there. But it's also like you got to get ready for the next thing and you know, going to Fort Wayne, obviously a lot comes with that logistically. So we're trying to, you know, trying to get a lot of that stuff done. We tried to get it done yesterday's a little today so we can just now focus on getting ready, getting our players ready for um, our next opponent, Christopher Newport.
0: Let's look back real quick. The win over Nichols that got you here. It was a game you guys were kind of chasing the whole way. I think you were down 11 with eight, nine minutes to play. What did you take out of that matchup and what kind of clicked down the stretch that allowed you guys to surge to the finish line and beat them by one?
1: Well, I mean, quite frankly, they outplayed us most of the game and our guys fought at the end and made a lot of plays and we got some stops, Um, but they destroyed us in transition. I mean, we got the worst transition D in my time at swathmore in 11 years i mean and they were really good at it and we weren't great and then they just really beat us off the balance a lot so we definitely have some stuff to work on before our next game they were a very tough opponent and they play a very disruptive defense uh like kind of zone to switching man and they read eyes and you just really struggle to get in a rhythm so they took us out of what we wanted to do and then they were you know attacking us offensively so we had to just fight for the full 40 minutes to just overcome by one point point. and that's to their credit.
0: Was there a message in the the huddles down the stretch there? Is, you guys are, are trying to chop down to this. You know, what did you have a good, I don't want to say good feeling, like, oh, yeah, we're going to be fine. But, like, were you kind of confident that the, you had the group was going to make plays and f- just kind of find
1: ways to at least give yourself a chance there in the final minute? Well, we're, we're very confident in our players. I mean, we trust them. We You know, they've shown they can do amazing things, be it comebacks or, you know, big wins. Um, I I will say like there was never a feel during this game that things were going well. I mean, we had 19 turnovers, we had no flow on offense. So it wasn't like, yeah, we'll be fine. If we just keep chipping away, it was, we were never, we never felt like that, this particular game. I I would say in the huddle, I mean, a lot of times during the games, we were just trying to find an answer to how to attack them and then trying to, you know, reiterate and implore our players to get stops defensively. And that, again amounted to getting back and setting up our D and then kind of playing team D when they when they drove so we were just kind of constantly adjusting scrambling um and we did just enough again to eke it out at the end. We need to
0: take a break. We will have more with Swarthmore's Landry Kosmowski right after this. And we are back on this bonus episode of one-on-one on One, continuing our conversation with Swarthmore College men's basketball coach Landry Kosmowski. You guys were able to host first four games, how big was that? And I know you guys had great crowds for all of them. Like just how big was it to be able to play those games in front of your home fans?
1: Uh, it's amazing. I mean, the crowds, the support from, you know, our, our students are on spring break both weekends. So we did have some sports teams that were here, uh, and student, and some students that hung around over spring break, but you know, not the usual student representation, but our community came out in droves. Um, they were excited, is obviously really special to win, you know, to advance to the final four on Saturday at home and cut down the nets um with your home crowd there. I mean, that that didn't happen last time we went, and that was just a surreal, you know, 30, 45 minutes after the game. So that was really special. And now we gotta, you know, get ready to go to a neutral site and play a team we played four years ago there. So kind of changes environments pretty quickly.
0: To that point, Christopher Newport, in the national semifinals, you did get them a few years ago in this exact same situation. Obviously, everybody at this point is very special, specifically what jumps out at them, style of play, personnel-wise, when you look at them.
1: Um, To be honest, I haven't looked a lot yet. I'm going to do that when I'm done with you, but um, I know what their team is like from how they've been over the years. I know what our um, associate coach Shane Leffler has told me already Um, they're just an athletic, tough group who defends you really well. um, And they have some, you know, talented players offensively. So, I mean, you got to, you know, we beat them in the semis, as you mentioned, but the couple of years before that, they beat us here at home in the NCAA tournament. And they're just, um, they're just a very, I I would say if you want to label them overall, it's just a very tough defensive group, tough-minded defensive group and athletic. Uh, So you really have to execute well to have any success. So that's what we're going to be preparing for
0: you have had a ton of ncaa tournament success you went to the national championship game that year you beat christopher newport how much does just kind of having all that logistical internal knowledge of what to expect yeah. you know it's a different world and, and stuff like that i know it's probably i don't think there's anybody on the roster that that went to the national title game yeah game.
1: no we have three three guys okay you
0: do have three so yeah. how much does that help just having been through this And I don't even mean the basketball. I mean, everything that kind of ancillary goes along with getting to this point.
1: Yeah, the familiarity definitely helps. I was actually just before I got on with you, you know, like you were kind of trying to scope out some restaurants. I remember we went last time. So that saves you a few steps. But but I'll tell you what's different is they moved it up a day. So we play Thursday instead of Friday. So now we're kind of scrambling a little more because it's tight. Uh, You know, as you mentioned, we're leaving tomorrow morning um, and, you know, we got to. We're going to be there a while, you know, almost all the full day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then if we advance, you know, Friday, Saturday. So, yeah, there's some planning that goes with it. But, uh, you know, my wife reminded me last night. She's like, that stuff, will you'll always figure it out. You got to just stay focused on the your players and the basketball piece. And that's great advice.
0: What are the keys to success for you at this point in the final four? If you guys are going to find a way to win two more games, what's at the top of the list things you have to do?
1: Well, I think the first thing this time of year is just like you, you, the mentality of your team, you know, making sure everyone's on the same narrative. Um, that you're not getting, you know, distracted by all the outside influences and, you know, outside desires of families and fans. Like they, they have different a different take on this than, you know, the 19 people in our locker room, you know, players and coaches. We we have to focus on things a certain way. So making sure we're all on the same narrative is I think number one. Um, which we've been pretty good about. I'm sure we'll handle this time as well. Uh, And then number two, I mean, you just got to prepare for the opponent. It's someone you haven't played. Like it's not a conference foe that you know well. So you got to really nail down your game plan and you got to practice it, you know, over the next couple of days so that you're as prepared as you can be. I think those are the top two things we're focused on. Do you allow yourself a moment to take a breath and kind of
0: look around and and soak it in and you talked about the quick turnarounds and stuff like that, and there's so many boxes to check, but it is really a special thing that you've done this year and over the last five, six years. Is there a moment you allow yourself to kind of bask in that, or is that for whenever this run ends?
1: I'm chuckling because my if my family could hear you ask that, they would tell you right away. No, I, it, it's really tough to bask in it because you just get – there just doesn't feel like enough time. And if you get complacent, I think you're not preparing as well as you need to be. So you have to stay urgent, both the coaches and players. So, you know, it's kind of part of the job. I I could definitely, you know, personally get a little better at enjoying the moment. Um, you know, after we won Friday, my, my son, who's our water boy, our, our son, Lincoln, he was like, you don't seem that happy. Um, and I was like, well, we, we got to play tomorrow and I got to get ready. So it's just kind of. There's just not a lot of time. But, yes, after the season, definitely we'll take stock of it and be proud. But, you know, we just, we've just we got a really special group right now, and we just want to keep it going as long as we can.
0: And my final question, you've got a group. You mentioned three kids that went to the national championship game. But this uh, there's also a lot of kids who probably had a legitimate run at a national title wiped out because of COVID, that lost an entire season because of COVID. And last year, you guys get up. You lost in the first round. So, you, how satisfying is this run for that group that has had some game, some seasons cut short for various
1: reasons? Yeah, definitely happy for the guys. As I mentioned, as you mentioned, there's three players that have been to Fort Wayne. Um, the uh, there's pro. There's four others that were on that number one team in the country. That you know we had a good shot of going back to Fort Wayne. Um, so yeah, those four guys. I'm excited for them to get the opportunity, but really for everyone. I mean, it's just, um, you know, you're playing uh, in the Final Four, you're playing for a national championship, and um, and the and the NCAA does a great job of making it special for the players. So I, I'm just really excited that um, our guys get the opportunity. And and someone asked me yesterday. They said, "What's the what was the best part when you went in 2019?" And I don't ever think about that I don't have a list but immediately I thought I was like you know it's watching the players um, get to enjoy all the meals together and the, the, the locker rooms and um, the bus rides it's just that's the best part it's just a great experience for them and you get to see them go through it for the first time.
0: That will do it for this bonus episode of one-on-one. On One. Many thanks to Landry Kozmolski for the conversation. Swarthmore's Final Four matchup with Christopher Newport set for Thursday at 5.30 p.m. The other national semifinal, by the way, will follow the Swarthmore game, and it will feature Wisconsin Whitewater taking on Mount Union. You can follow one-on-one on Twitter at one-on-one pod. You can follow me on Twitter as well at MattLeon1060. Thanks so much for listening.